morning and happy Sabbath tabernacle of praise. This is truly the day the Lord has made. Let's be, rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord just one more time. This is the spirit of thanksgiving this morning. Amen. Amen. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. God is good. And all the time. And he's truly worthy to be praised. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. A blessing to be in the land of the living. It's good to see Sister Bev back. Amen. Praise God for you. It's been a long time. But we know God is still working. Amen. And we're still praying. And it's good to be in God's house for just one more time to be able to just magnify the name of the Lord. We want to just take this moment to welcome all of you who are visiting with us online. We praise God for you. We thank God for our online audience. Can we put our hands together for our online viewers? Again, as always, we know you could click the button and go somewhere else, but you have made a conscious decision to worship with us here at Tabernacle of Praise, and we do appreciate you, your love, and your support. Also, we want to just take a moment as we look around to see if we have any visitors here for the very first time. Um, we praise God for you. God is so amazing, um, and we just want to continue to give him praise in everything we say and everything we do. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, man, did you eat good on the other day? Anybody still? Are we back? I think this is the time where we do several things with um, the turkey dressing. I think we have turkey, turkey this, and we did the turkey sandwich. We do turkey soup. 
What are some of the things? That's a game we should play. What are some things we can do with turkey? Come on, somebody. Is tur somebody's turkey salad? Somebody say throw it in the trash. <laughs> but you'll be eating Thanksgiving dinner for the next three weeks. Some of us, we cook, man, I tell you, but we had a beautiful Thanksgiving. God is good, and it's a blessing to be able to um, do something special, even here at the church where we had the church open, where we were able to um, have a special celebration here. But God is so amazing and so good um, during this holiday season. So we just want to say happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving to you um, in the name of our Lord. We just want to continue to worship the Lord in the spirit of beauty and holiness as we magnify the name of the Lord today. Um, don't want to stand before you long, so let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we are so thankful, blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to come before you on this here morning. Um, again, as always, we recognize who you are. Um, we know that you are faithful in all that you do. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. And amen. One more thing I just want to recognize. Do we have any birthdays? I know we've been out for a minute. And any birthdays? I want to overlook any. Sister Karen Lewis. Amen. Today. Today. I felt that in I felt that in my spirit right there. I said, you know, I can't leave that one out. So happy birthday to you. I'm not even gonna go down that road, but we just want to celebrate with you today. And we want to sing a little happy birthday song to you. Can we do that? Amen. Happy birthday to you. all for you. That was all for you. God bless you and have a happy Sabbath.
His name is Jesus. Wonderful counselor. Prince of peace. Mighty God. Good to see you, Sandy. He is truly worthy of all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. This is the king that we go to in prayer. I'm seeing witnesses in the house today of the answer to prayer. I'm seeing miracles in the room today of an answer to prayer. I'm seeing testimonies right before my very eyes as a result of prayer. I'm standing here today because somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind. Sister Wellington, they took the time and they prayed for me. While I was sinking deep in sin, they prayed for me. When I wasn't somewhere on the altar praying for myself, Sister Bed, but somebody was praying for me. Every time I stand here, I'm amazed that God would see fit to allow such a person to speak on his behalf, to lead his people. Oh, how flawed, how messed up we are. But God looks beyond our faults and he see our need. And I'm so thankful that we can come to this king and we can call on his name. And he doesn't just sit by idly listening, but he gets actively involved in the affairs of his children and he does something about it. He answers our prayers. And so today, we want to continue that same thing of prayer here at Tabernacle of Praise. But we want to solicit all of our prayers for our sick and shut-in, those that are battling with health challenges, those that had a desire to be here but was unable to be here today. We want to remember Sister Alexandria and Sister Elaine. and We want to remember the Bateman family and Sister Opal, cover and keep them in a very special way. Those that are still battling with the loss of loved ones, still struggling with the hurt and the pain, still trying to make sense of it all. We want to call it out in prayer. We want to remember those uh, online who tune in to our service. We want to remember them in prayer. And as always here at Tabernacle of Praise, we invite you, if you so choose, to come down to the altar with us as we lift up the name of the Lord in prayer. For those of you who choose to stay in your seat, we ask if you can reverently bow your hearts, bow your minds, bow your hearts, your head, your knees as we look to the Lord in prayer. For oh, it is prayer time. Hallelujah. Jesus. Say the name. 
Lord Jesus. Lord, we say your name. For there is no other name that we can say, that we can call on. Well, hearts, minds will be regulated. Jesus. Oh, yes. Jesus. call on your name. Lord, we just call on your name. Can we just stay right there? Stay right there. Just call on your name. Hallelujah. Lord, you're good to us. No other name. Nothing else. Oh, yes. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, it is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. For we recognize, God, that without you we're hopelessly lost, but with you we're more than conquerors. So we give you all praise, all honor, and all glory for just being the amazing God that you are. Woke us up this morning, oh God. Started us on our way. Food on our table, clothes on our back, Father. If it wasn't for you, oh God, where would we be? We wouldn't be, oh God. It's because of you that we are even here today, oh God. That we're even able to open up our mouths and even say the name. It's because of you, Jesus. Not I, but it is Christ that dwells. And so we bless you today, oh God. We give you all praise, honor, and glory for just being the amazing God that you are. If you never do anything else for us again, oh God, you clearly have shown yourself to have done enough. Father, we thank you that you haven't stopped, that you haven't given up. Thank you that you didn't pull the towel and that you didn't pull the rug. Thank you, oh God. Giving us what we need, oh God, and not what we deserve. Thank you, Jesus. For so being so faithful to us. Eyes have not seen nor ears have heard that which you have in store for us. So we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your friendship, your kindness. Thank you for covering us and keeping us in the midst of a dying world, oh God. Thank you for raining down blessings on us, oh God. Thank you for letting us see another day, oh God. Lord, we're so thankful, not because it's Thanksgiving, oh God, but every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. So we're thankful every waking moment, every time we think of the goodness of you, Jesus. We just say thank you. Lord, the angels in heaven, all they can say is holy, 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 holy. Your name is holy, oh God. Oh, you're so worthy. So 
we dare not come before you, God, without asking you to forgive us of our sins. We recognize your holiness. We recognize you as our king. So, Father, forgive us of our shortcomings. Forgive us of our sins, O oh God, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily, O oh God, through our hearts and our minds that wherever we go, God, or whatever it is that we do, that your name will be glorified. So, Father, forgive us for not speaking up on your behalf. Forgive us when we fell short, O oh God, of showing your glory. Forgive us. When somebody needed to hear a word of encouragement, but we fell short, forgive us. Forgive us, oh God. So when we come, Lord, we're asking for the prayers of our, of our saints, of our children, of our family, of our friends, oh God. We're asking, oh God, that let the words of our mouths be acceptable in thy sight. When we call out Elaine's name, that you not just hear a name, but you hear a name that is worthy moving upon. Like the woman with the issue of blood who was determined to get to you, Jesus. Father, we call out Elaine to you today, oh God. We call out Alexandria to you today, oh God. Lord, you know what she's going through. We call out Beverly to you this morning, oh God. You know what she's experiencing and she's here today, oh God. We call out Sister Bateman, oh God, Brother brother Bateman and Sister Opal, we call out these names, oh God. We call out Sister Graydon, oh God, oh God. We call out these names who need you right now, oh God. We ask that you will cover them and keep them, oh God. We pray for all of those under the sound of my voice, all those online who need you, God, and those that are here in the building that need your touch, oh God, and those that pews, those that are standing around this altar. Lord, we can do nothing without you, but with you we are more than conquerors. Thank you for traveling mercies. Thank you for just being the amazing God that you are. Do what you do, oh God. Creating us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. That wherever we go or whatever we do, your name will be glorified. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. And amen again. Good morning, family. Good morning. I am tasked to give the stewardship nugget this morning. And I want to just ask by a show of hands how many this year in 2023 have received at least some blessing from the Lord. A hundred percent? Okay. How many of us have jobs? We're working, making an income. Okay, most of us. So my question to us this morning is how many of us are faithful to God? How many of us are returning a faithful tithe and offering? 
and I won't have you raise your hand, but how many of us have robbed God? We wouldn't think about breaking the Ten Commandments and robbing our brothers or our sisters. But at times, we rob God. Because we do not return a faithful tithe and offering. Now, I wanted to explain to us, as Seventh-day Adventists in our denomination, our tithe is not what supports our church. Our tithe is sent out. Our tithe goes to support the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists. Those are the ones that are paid from our tithe. So God says, you rob me not only in tithe, but you rob me in offering. The offering is what pays our mortgage. It pays our lights. It pays our gas bill so that we have warm heat. It pays our insurance. Everything else is paid from our offering. So I wanted to just give you a little snippet of where we are right now. We're coming to the end of the year, saints. And many of you have been faithful, and we do appreciate the fact that you are giving back to God. And, and notice I said giving back to God, because God owns everything. It's all his to start with, right? What we do is we take 100%, and we want to keep 100%. But God tells us, all I want is one out of 10. So when you make $10, all God is asking for is $1 and an offering. He's asking for $1. That is your responsibility to God, is to give back that $1. And you keep nine. But we're so greedy, we want to keep 10. And we let, we let God's house be left desolate. We let our brothers and sisters starve because there's not money in benevolence to take care of their needs. Let's get on the ball, saints. Let's be faithful to God as he has been faithful to us. We all raised our hand and said God has been faithful to us. So let's prove that we can be faithful to him. And if you haven't given your tithe, there's not a better time to start than right now. This week, start. Get caught up with God. So we are, our church goal, you probably can't see this. My husband said you probably won't be able to see it, but I will tell you what it is. Our church goal is about $165,000. That is what the conference we send as our goal, we need to meet $165,000 for the whole year, okay? We are sitting right now at $153,000. So more than likely, that goal will be met in the next few weeks. Praise God for that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now we have another tithe goal, and that goal is to keep Pastor Jonathan B. Fields, Jr. at Tabernacle of Praise and not have to stress him to run between two churches, okay? So that goal is, it was 185000 So as you see, we're, we're pretty close. We've got about $32,000 that we still need to make in six weeks. 
Can we do it, saints? Yeah, we can do it. All it takes is $5,000 a week of our tithe being turned in to meet that goal. And we, we are on target to do that. It's doable. So let's be faithful, okay? Let's be faithful. God will be faithful to us. Let me read a couple of scriptures to encourage you. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. So God gives us the ability to create wealth. He puts it in our hands, right? Proverbs 10.4, this is what we don't want to do. He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Let's be diligent. Let's be about our father's business. have a prayer. Father God, we just come before you just thanking you for your blessings. Thanking you, God, for your faithfulness and your diligence to us. And Father, we ask that as these funds are collected, God, that you will pull on our hearts, Father, that you will make us stewards, proper stewards in your kingdom, that we may win souls for thee. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. I'm going to piggyback on my treasurer. I'm her assistant. I just want to shout out the Hallelujah concert that's coming up December the 16th. We want to remind you that it takes monies to fund that. It's going to be huge. The concert is going to be, woo, we're going to do our part. You need to do your part to help fund this thing and bring Jesus on in. Get him on down here so we can go back to glory with him. Thank you. Sorry. 
mercies. Did y'all hear me? His mercies. Brand new mercies every day. Endures forever. You ought to give thanks unto the Lord.
things to you? Has he done something for you? Has he done something to you? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Oh, is he worthy? Won't he do it? Hallelujah. Oh, give thanks. His mercy endureth. Ah, y'all got to send me in already. Ah, ma, 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 ma. like that. Oh my goodness. You can turn me down just a little bit. You can turn me down just a little bit. My excitement enough is going to blow these speakers. Come on somebody. You can turn me down just a little bit. My Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bible said, where there are two or three gathered in my name, there will I be in the midst. And there is more than two or three in here today. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Hey, I thank God for saving me. He didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad that he did. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> my Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, y'all about to get something started in here today. Because you know I don't mind. Oh, my Lord. My Lord, my Lord. <laughs> my Lord. Is he worthy? Can we just stay there for about five seconds? Can we just worship him right there? of Jesus and what he's done for me. I could dance, dance, dance all night. <laughs> Y'all better quit playing with me in here. <laughs> My goodness. David danced. 
David Dance. Oh, come on. He said, enter into his gates. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, this is a year to be thankful every day. You know, this is not just Thanksgiving that we do this. We celebrate God every day of our lives. It's not just a weekend thing. It's not just a weekend rendezvous. We don't just come here on the Sabbath and do this. No, this is every day. Hallelujah. We have worshipers in here. We understand that God has done some great things in our lives. And when we look back over our lives, many of us weren't brought up in this thing. Come on, somebody. Some of us can look back over our lives and see where the enemy, if he had his way, would have taken us out. And it's not just those that weren't brought up in this, but even those that were brought up in this thing. I'm talking about third, fourth, fifth generation Adventists. The enemy will love to take you. I'll try to break it off. Because the generation just keeps going and going and going and going. And it's, he's trying to shut it down and shut it off. But oh, we serve a good God. We serve a mighty God. So I give him praise. Amen. That he left the doors open long enough to let me get in here. I'm in here now, y'all. Y'all can't put me out. Amen. <laughs> you can't put me out. Talk about me as much as you please. I'm going to talk about you on my knees. Because I ain't going nowhere. The devil is a liar. He messed up when he let me in here. Oh, yeah. I'm giving him the biggest headache he can have. Yes, sir. I'm putting heads to bed up in here because God is worthy. He's worthy. When you understand the God that we can I just say, look, when you understand God and the fact that he saved you. Hey, come on now. The fact that you had some type of sickness that had the doctors baffled and you called on Jesus and now you're here sitting in this place when last week this time you was laid up somewhere. Tell me God ain't real. We got the nerve to get in here and act like he's just another something that we do. No, 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 no. Let me bring you back around. He's real. 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 Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes. He gives me the victory. Come on now. So many people doubting. I can't live. That is why I love him so, cause he's so real to me. Come on, family, help me right. Real, real, Jesus is real to me. He gives me so many people doubting. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so, cause he's so real to me. I came in kind of high on that one, but we landed that thing. Come on, somebody. He's so real to me. My Lord. real 
I love him so He's so real to me Real Real Jesus is real to me I wish I can't wait to get to heaven, boy. I'm a, I can't wait to get to heaven. I'm going to get through this message here. I got about, I just, we're going to get through this message. I'm just thinking, God, I see a friend of mine rolling out. Is it Mark, um, what's my brother's name right here? Vincent. Vincent, brother Vincent. Brother Vincent. Praise God for you, Brother Vincent. Amen. We had the privilege of connecting at the men's retreat. I think that was our first encounter, and we did praise and worship together. Brother Vincent, we praise God for you, man. We're not going to put you on the spot. I know you. I know you. The you. You have the gift. You have the. Now we're going. We're going. We're not going to put him on the spot. <laughs> But we know the brothers is a, is a force to reckon with. But um, we praise God for you, Vincent. God, is so good to see you, man. Um, but we want to get right into our message today. We want to jump into the book of Luke, a very familiar passage, as we look at the spirit of being thankful, a heart of thankful, a thankful heart. Hey, Amen. This is, you know, this is a... Uh, the very difficult time of the year for some, I understand, and I'd like to do my due diligence as we celebrate Thanksgiving or celebrate this time of season or being thankful. We know that every day is a day of Thanksgiving. Um, but our text today takes us to the book of Luke, um, chapter 1. Um, when you have it, please stand with me. We want to begin with verse uh, 46. We're just going to read just a couple of verses uh, Luke chapter 1, <clears throat> we want to start with verse 46 and just read just a few uh, verses here um, as we look at Mary's song. Um, let's read that. Um, I'll read the first, you read the second, and we'll read the third verse together. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Verse 48, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. And today we just want to look at, let's say, a thankful heart. Um, a thankful heart. Father, we know that uh, this time of the year of, uh, we say, Thanksgiving, um, where people around the world are just being thankful, being kind, and showing love and doing all those things, but we understand that this isn't just a seasonal thing, um, but this is a people thing. This is who we are as your people. 
we're always giving thanks unto you and just giving you praise, honor, and glory for it's because of you that we have our existence and our being. So we're not just thankful during the month of November or just being thankful on this occasion, but we are thankful every day. <clears throat> and so we ask you to speak to us through thy word, for we know that thy word is truth. And we also ask, God, that you not let us leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. And also, God, I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name that the people of God say amen. amen. And amen again. You may be seated in the presence of our amazing God. A thankful heart. Um, you know, I, I have to be honest and transparent that every time I get to Thanksgiving, I'm often reminded of this is something that we should do continually. And even though throughout the year we give our testimonies and we give our, um, talk about how good God is on our prayer lines and um, different times of the year, um, we are thanking God. But but sometimes this time of the year, for me, it seems like it is most heightened. It's almost as if you can sense something in the air where this time of the year is it seems more festive. It seems like there's something going on um, during these next couple of months, November, December. Um, but I just want us to understand something that we ought to have a heart of thanksgiving all year round, that it ought not to be just um, an occasion that we do this, um, where we gather with family and friends and we go all out with the meals. This ought to be something that we're doing on a regular, where we are fellowshipping on that level, where when this time of the year come around, it's just almost as if it's like any other day, um, because this is who we are. This is what we do. We fellowship together. We come together. We do these wonderful, kind gestures to each other all year round. I'm trying to develop um, a culture or put something in our spirit, in our mind, that, that, that let us know that this is who Jesus is. This is what Jesus is about. Jesus isn't just a one-time bandit that just showed up on the scene just to do some miraculous things and then whisk away. But no, this is what he, this is who he is. This is, this is what Jesus do. This is what he's about. This is a part of his DNA. I can't help but to be thankful and show thanksgiving to my fellow family, friends. See, when we're in that state of mind, there is no way I can talk about you I, there is no way I can dish you. There is no way I can hate on you when I'm celebrating you at the same time. That, that it, it just seemed like to me that the two just don't go together for me to run you down. And at the same time, I'm picking you up. I'm talking about you over here, but at the same time, I'm lifting you up. But it, it, to me, it just seemed, I don't, what they call it, an oxymoron or something of that effect. It just don't go together. We have to be about who we are. This is what we do. This is how we live live. This is how we move. This is how we function. And so our text today, as we look at it, 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 it kind of echoes the lyrics of the poetry of the Old Testament, especially of the song of praise that Hannah, the mother of Samuel, if you're familiar with the story, uh, uh, Hannah had a wonderful song where she sang to God, where she praised God, where she thanked God because she was barren, she was without child, and she wanted so desperately to have a man child. And, and, and God 
heard her prayer and answered her prayer and gave her a child. And she began to bless the name of the Lord. She sang praises. She was so excited, so elated that she even gave her son back to God. Amen. She didn't go back on her words. She stayed true to what she said she was going to do. And so here we find ourselves in the book of, of, of um, Luke where uh, uh, Mary is singing a song. She's giving God praise. And let me just give you the backdrop because Mary, this young woman, this young mother, a man was found pregnant with the Son of God. The Bible tells us that the angel showed up and began to share with her that you will conceive a child. Now, I don't know about you. I, I probably would have felt some kind of way if the angel just showed up with and just told me you gonna be a daddy now I'm not trying to be a daddy don't want to be a daddy I ain't thinking about being a daddy as a matter of fact I'm too young to be a daddy but now you done showed up and told me that I'm gonna be pop pop and I guess at this stage of the game I'm supposed to be okay with it Mary found herself with a child had questions mind you if I can just make it clear that Mary didn't just receive this all well open heart Mary had questions now how is this thing supposed to happen me being pregnant and I have not known a man how is this supposed to transpire well sister I'm glad you asked because that which will be found in you is of the Holy Ghost now we got real issues how is this miraculous thing supposed to take place see Mary had to have a level of faith when it came to her even receiving Jesus as her as her child Mary had to have a level of faith to understand that what was taking place in her life was the move of God in her life Many a times, if I can put a pen right there, many a time God moves in our life, move on our behalf, do things for us, and we miss it because we don't see the God in the midst of it all. Because it's not making sense, it doesn't look right, it seems a little off-centered, this is not how mama did it, this is not how I was brought up, but yet God is moving in a way that, 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 that goes above and beyond how mama did it, it goes above and beyond how culture does it it goes above and beyond how you used to do it because God is not about comfortability God is not worrying about how it make you look, how it make you feel. He's like, this is not going to make me look good, God. I, I don't know a man. I'm not, how can I walk around? I'm not married, and you want me to flaunt pregnancy all over the land, and I'm not, Mary, I need you to trust me on this. I guess God is speaking to somebody today. I need you to trust me on this. I know it's not making sense. I know it's not adding up. I know it seemed like a little offside, but I need you to trust me on this because I'm looking at something that your little eyes can't see. I'm going down the, the corridors of time so far your brain can't handle it. So I'm going to need you to step back, give me 50 feet, and just let me be God. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't nobody leave yet, did they? Everybody's still in the building. 
Oh, okay, okay, because I want to make sure that nobody leaves because I need you to understand that, 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 that God see you, God understands you, and God has it already figured out. I know, I get it. Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I'm just doing what God told me to do. And, 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 so, and so if I'm hitting you, I, I, you know, I would say I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because God is telling me to hit you. Not physically, but spiritually. Because, see, there are times God show up in our life and we're not ready for it. We've been praying, we've been asking, we've been looking. Now, the difference between Hannah and Mary, Mary wasn't praying for a child. Hannah was. Now, what do you do when God gives you something you didn't ask for? What do you do when something show up in your life that you didn't ask for, but God said, this is for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, I know it. I know. I'm, I'm all in your alley, all on your street. I know it. You know how I know? Because see, it came to mind first. How do you know I know? I'm not telling you something that I just figured out, just found out about. There are things that God show us, that, 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 that God uh, allows to, to come to us that we're never ready for. And that's the reason why he give it to you when he give it to you, because you're not ready for it. Because if you was ready for it, you would brace yourself. And what I got to give you, I don't need you bracing yourself. I don't need you holding on tight. I need you to get all of it. I need it to hit you so hard, it knocks you off your feet. I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it, I get it, I'm getting to it. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to set it up because see, you have to understand that God moves in a way that causes the world to wonder, why do you think they had issues with him? Because God was disrupting the culture. He was disrupting the, uh, the uh, status quo. He was disrupting the politicians. He was disrupting the financial state. God was making moves that was setting stuff off killed it made the whole system un- uh, unbalanced if you will and God said it has to be unbalanced because see if there's anything holding it up then you would give credit to that one thing so I have to remove everything out the way I gotta take all this stuff out the way because when you get down to the rubber meeting the road there will be only one name one name that you will call on and I want to make sure that that one name begin with a J. Followed by E. And then a S. And then a U. And close it out with another S. So Mary, 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 Mary has this child and she's bewildered. She's kind of taken by it. And so what does Mary do? Like any young woman, when she finds herself now that she's received the fact that she's pregnant with this young child and, and, and now she's excited. Now, I don't know about you. I've never been pregnant before. Help me, Lord. <laughs> but I had six by this young woman right here. Notice I said young woman. Come on, help me, Lord. And I don't recall not one time in her pregnancy where she kept it to herself. Yeah. And it's not because she began to show after about three or four or five months. No, 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 no. When she found out, she began to share with certain individuals like Mary did here in our story. 
So what does Mary do? She runs over to Elizabeth's house and she began to talk to Elizabeth. And you know, I love it. I love it because soon as Mary, uh, as Elizabeth opened the door, the Bible tells me that the, that, that the babe that was inside of Elizabeth jumped, leaped. I mean, you have to understand that Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, uh, being pregnant with John the Baptist, who would be the forerunner of Jesus, uh, must have understood uh, uh, the presence of God even as a fetus. The Bible said that the baby leaped. Why would that be significant in the word of God? Why would, why would that be important? Why, why would God want us to know that the babe leaped? Because God wants you to know that even in infant status, even in fetus status, God is still worthy to be praised. And I can only imagine that John must have recognized that he was in the company of greatness. And when Mary stepped in the room, the Bible says the babe inside of Elizabeth leaped. And I would imagine if you allow me to bow down in the presence of the king. Mary's excited about the pregnancy. Mary's over-elated and overjoyed at the fact that she's with child. And she's having this conversation with Elizabeth. Mary is, is acceptance. Mary is, is joyful. Mary now begins to sing praises unto God. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been in situations before where I needed God to do something on my behalf and all I could do was sing a song. Yeah. All I could do was just give him praise in song and began to talk about how good he is, like Jesus is real to me. Oh, yes, he gives me the victory. I, 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 so many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. That is why I love him so, because he so real to me. That's why I began to sing, I got joy, joy, joy down in my heart. I got joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Because I began to think of the goodness of Jesus. And Mary now, when I verse, she began to sing praises unto God. And one of the things we have to understand that Mary's response to God's distinguishing goodness to her was that she received from God this kindness. One of the things that she was so excited about that she was necessarily unique. She realized that this is not something that happens to everybody. She was unique. Now, I want to just put a pen right there because I know you're looking at me. And I want you to know right here and right now that you are unique. There is never will be and never can be another you. So I don't understand. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I really want to be sensitive to where you are in your life's journey. I need you to understand you are special. You are unique. And that God has something special just for you. Can't nobody take it. Can't nobody fool with it. Matter of fact, ain't nobody qualified to do it but you. And if you're not understanding that principle right there, Mary right here realized that her being asked to house or to mother the Son of God was a unique place to be in. Can't nobody else do it. He didn't call on nobody but Mary. 
He could have went somewhere. He could have chosen Elizabeth to carry Jesus. But he chose Mary. So now, family of God, I need you to really just dig deep with me because now you have to really haunt, uh, 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 tune in on what God is doing in your life and ask the question, okay, God, why me then? What, what is so special about me? You see, I've come to realize in my life and in my time and in my walk with Christ as I look at the text and understand that, that, that Mary was different in so many different ways. She was young. She, 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 she was willing. Uh, she was faithful. She was dedicated. She was someone that God could trust with the assignment of carrying and mothering the son of the living God. I can trust you with this, Mary. I can give this assignment to you and leave it to you to do what you're supposed to do. I can trust you with the 10. I can trust you with the 100. I can trust you with the 9. I can trust you with all of that. I don't have to worry about it. So Mary, Mary, Mary was unique. Only one of the daughters of men could be granted the peculiar honor conferred upon her. We are naturally and pro properly affected by mercies. In other words, we speak of God's distinguishing goodness to us. God loves us. He cares so much for us that he would do whatever he has to do to get you to the place you need to be in. Mary understood her assignment. She understood that this was a necessary, that this was a unique assignment. Not only that, but it was fitted to fill her heart with abounding joy. She was to become a mother and the mother of the one who should render to his people service of surpassing value. No wonder that her spirit rejoiced in such a, in such a matter that Mary understood that this right here is now giving me joy you see the assignment that God has for you it is supposed to help you to help others and it also is supposed to help you within your own self God assignment for you if you don't have joy if you don't have joy in being a child of God, if, that, if you can't find any joy in being a believer of the living God, then the, you, that, that's a, that's a, I'm going to try to stay in my lane, Lord. I don't want I, I to get out of my circle, uh, 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 but I need you to understand that if you have a problem with being a believer, that's a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 God will give you what you need. The fact that we're sitting in here is evident that we ought to be good with the fact that God is God. I get it. I get it sometimes. Uh, uh, we're here because mama made us come. Uh, I get it sometimes we're here because daddy made us come. And if I can just pitch, the, pitch this thing a little bit higher and, and go as far as to say some of us are here because we don't want nobody to think that we left the church. Oh, yeah. It may not be nobody here. Maybe, 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 maybe that's that other church down the street. Maybe, 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 maybe just maybe we're here uh, uh, because we really, really love God. And not because we love singing. I got my favorite mic. Uh, I'm, I'm messing with my praise team now. I'm messing with my choir now. They're going to get me in a minute. Okay, okay I'm going to mess with the keyboardist over here. I, I, I'm just showing up. Because those are my keys. Oh, okay, okay. Let me, let me mess with the preacher then. Since y'all, you know, 
Always looking around like the preacher talk about everybody but the preacher. Could it be that I'm just here because I'm supposed to be here? Could it be that, 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 that you know, the conference assigned me here? And, you know, I would rather be somewhere else. I would rather be at home watching who's, who's playing today. No, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. I would rather be doing something else. But the reality is, family of God, I get excited every time I stand up in this pulpit. Sometimes I'm amazed that God still allows me to stand that he hadn't pulled the plug. I'm like, God, again? He said, yes, son, again. And I go again. And next week I show up. He said, again? Yes, again. And I go again. And I get so excited that my God said again. And again, and again, if you can't get excited about what God is doing in your life, that's a problem, that's a question. Because God is not going to give you an assignment that is not tailor-made for you. He thought it out and he thought it through and he said, Mary, you're the one. Michael, you're the one. Jesse, you're the one. No, I don't want nobody else to do it. Kind of put me in the mind. If you don't mind me sharing a little another testimony, uh, when I used to do the praise team at a particular church, and the pastor came to me and he said, he said, Elder, he said, I need you to one. I need you to one. I need you to be the one to lead the praise team. I need you. I need you. You're the one. And I felt some kind of way because I never saw myself as a praise and worship leader, never, never done it before. And so the following week, I did it that week, and then the next week, I, I, I decided I was going to let my sister do it because I, that's not what I do. After the service, the pastor came to me, he pulled me to the side, he took me in his office. Thank God he took me in his office. He was enough, had enough respect to take me in his office in front of, you know. He said, Elder, didn't I tell you? Yeah, he said, didn't I tell you, I want you, you feed me. There is something about you leading out that does something to me. It gets me ready. God would give you the assignment for you and nobody else. So you don't have to worry about what somebody's doing in lane three or what somebody's doing on aisle eight. You focus on what God has called you to do, Mary, and just carry the child and let me do the rest. So Mary understood she was unique. She understood that this here carrying the child, it gave her joy. Not only that, but if I can go a little further... But she calculated the call uh, of forth of all what was highest and worthy in her nature. In other words, she would have to cherish and to rear and to teach and to train this child. Mary had the responsibility to nurture the Son of God. Are you ready? We're talking about being thankful here. See, that's what Mary's singing. 
That's what she's talking about in this song. That's why the Bible said, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his May servant. He saw me in my lowest and decided to give me something that's going to catapult me, that's going to now be above everybody else. But that can only happen when you surrender over to Jesus. Mary found comfort in honoring the God of her salvation. Mary began to understand that there is more to this than her. Mary began to realize that there is more at stake than my own reputation. There is more at stake than what they say about me, what they think about me, what they have to do with. There is more at stake than that. But now we move to Mary is now praising God in such a way where she can't help but to give her testimony. Mary begins to thank God for at least six things. Number one, she thanked God for his condescension. In other words, he looked down on her. God took notice of her. Out of all the people, God, you see me? Out of all the preachers you could have chosen, out of all of the thugs you could have chosen, out of all of the drug dealers you could have chosen, out of all of the haters you could have chosen, you decide to choose me. Out of all of the backbiters you could have chosen, out of all of the haters you could have chosen, you decide to choose me. Out of all of the sinners you could have chosen, God, you chose me. Out of all of them, out of all of the ones that, have, that, 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 that are living foul, God, you chose me. What is so special about me that you will lay your life down that I may have life and have it more abundantly? What is so special about me? My mama talked bad about me. My daddy ran out on me. My friends don't really call, uh, that I call friends, are really not friends. But yet, God, you see something in me that is worth dying for. Why me, God? I don't know. But what I do know is that God is wiser than everybody. What I know is, is that God looks beyond our fault and he sees what we need. Could it be that Mary needed this? Could it be that you needed that thing? Could it be that that sickness that you're dealing with, you need it in order to keep you in a prayerful state? I know it sounds like, you know, Pastor, God, you know, God said if he, you know, if we just pray a prayer of faith and healing, that God, yes, he will heal you. But do you not know that there are times where God will leave a thorn in your side just to keep you humble? 
Could it be that God is doing what he's doing or allowing to happen, what, allowing that which is happening in your life to happen for a reason? Could it be that this very thing is the thing that's going to save you? Could it be that that's why you're able to sing the way you sing is because of that thing? Could it be your worship is the way that it is because of that thing? Could it be that that very thing is the thing that you need to get you on the to the other side I get it I get it family of God trust me I get it because I don't like to stay in the oven long either I don't like to to go through the crucible either I'm not gonna stand up and act like I got it all together no Lord if you could take it away take it away and many of us leave out that part where it says, not my will, but that we just say, take it away. We stop right there. Because we don't want to go through it. We don't want to deal with it. So not only that, but Mary recognized. She began to recognize and began to thank God for his holiness. In other words, he has done great things for her. Lord, you holy. Verse 46 through 48 began to speak of God's holiness. She says that my spirit has rejoiced in the God of my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed because of what you've done, God. Now people will see me different because of what you've done, God. They won't see me as the drunkard that I used to be because of what you've done, God. Now they're going to see me different. They're not going to see me as the whoremonger that I used to be. They're going to see me different, God. They're going to see me as a child of the Most High, God. They're not going to see me as a drunkard. They're not going to see me as a murderer. They're not going to see me as a liar. They're not going to see any of that because of what you have done, God, for me. Now, when I walk down the street, before I get within two feet, they recognize there is something different about you. You look like, but uh, I don't know, you kind of, yeah, it's me. See, the change came when I gave my life to Jesus. See, now you got him. Now you're able to talk about the goodness of God. See, Mary, all Mary had to do was walk around and rub her stomach. That was a testimony. That was a testimony to all those in the community. Their conversation around the table. Yeah, they may have said, how is it that she could? But there was a conversation about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, she said the Holy Spirit impregnated her. How can that be? And see, sometimes we look at it as negative conversation, but let me tell you something. We're living in a time now where any conversation is good conversation. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Say, how is any conversation good conversation? Especially if it's a conversation about Jesus. You don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. But at the end of the day, when God is in a conversation around a table, That's a good thing. 
You may not understand why God is moving the way he's moving. It may not even be making sense right now. But at the end of the day, there is a conversation about a soon coming Savior. They said he was going to come. I remember back in the Old Testament, they said something about that Jesus was going to come in the form of a babe. Could it be that this is what? No, that's Mary. Sure, that ain't Mary. That little girl over there, she ain't even married. Yeah, but the, babe, but the Bible says that she's going to con- be conceived. The, ba- the, the Bible says that, 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 that he's going to come in this manner. And then when Mary had Jesus in the manger, you would think the conversation would have ceased. You would have thought that individuals who know the Bible would have came to their senses and said, this is being fulfilled just like the scriptures. But do you not know that time has gotten worse and you can have it written as plain as the nose on your face and still miss it? Mary understood that she was dealing with a holy God. I'm getting through here. Not only that, but she recognized his mercy goes on from generation to generation. See, God's mercy don't just stop. God's mercies didn't just stop in Luke. God's mercies continued even until 2023. November 25th. 2023. God's mercies are still being poured out every day. New mercies. New mercies. The mercies that I got today won't suffice me for tomorrow. So God is saying, I'm going to give you some brand new mercies. And guess what, family of God? My mercies are my mercies. And there's enough mercies to go around. So you don't have to hate on what God is doing in my life. Just celebrate God and what he's doing in your life. Because what he's doing in your life, but see, here it is. I have to put a pen right. You know, the Lord just, just, just moves the way he want to move. Because, see, I often thought about it. I said, Lord, you know, we say that all the time. Just celebrate what God is doing in your life. But see, here it is. Do you know what God is doing in your life? See, the problem is, is that it's hard to celebrate something you don't understand. If you don't know that God is moving, you say, how can I get excited about God moving? And I don't know when he's moving. I, 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 I don't know. Well, 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 let me help you out because I really don't want to leave you in that state. Because I need us to understand, if you can't celebrate anything, you can celebrate the fact that you woke up this morning. You see, that's a starter. That's the most basic, you know, simple. The fact that you're looking at me and you can hear me is worthy of celebrating God right there. But see, we don't celebrate God on the little things. There's no way we're going to celebrate him on the big things. If you can't celebrate God right here, how do you expect to celebrate him when he's up here? So you celebrate him for the fact that you have clothes. Yes, it's the same pair of shoes you've been wearing for the last three years, but they shoes because there is somebody who don't have shoes. You see, we get caught up in it's not the latest, it's not the greatest, but see, you can't get the latest and the greatest if you're not able to deal with what you have right here, right now. 
Because see, these are, the, these are the rags right here. You know what I'm saying? These are, you know what, $2. Thought I'd throw it out there just so you would know. Because everybody's looking and everybody's wondering and everybody's thinking that it passes over at Joseph Bank somewhere. No, no, no. My wife over here like, Pastor, please stop right there. Stop right there. Don't go no further. Because, you know, I don't mind, boy. I t- listen, because, see, it's easy for us to think that somebody has something more when really they just as bad off as you. And I, I don't have time to be fake or phony up in here, up in here. Because the truth of the matter is, when we get to heaven, none of this is going to matter. And if we're really about our father's business, none of this should matter. It should matter. But you know, it matters. You know why? Because we're about prestige. We're about, we, 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 we want to be liked. We, we, we want everybody to see us, you know, living high on the hall. We do. We want to be celebrated. We want to be appreciated. We, 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 we want all the accolades. We want the pat on the backs. We want people to say you're doing good. I ask my wife all the time when I get through with this sermon, I'm going to ask her the same thing I always ask her. How was it? She's going to say the same thing she always said. Baby, it was good. I'm going to be like, nah, all right. <laughs> and I'm going to stand back there in line. See, can I just be real? I'm in the word. Because you have to understand what Mary was dealing with. Mary wasn't worrying about who was approving of what she was going through and what she was dealing with, but we want to be approved. I stand back there, they come through. Pastor, it was a great message, and it probably was. But I'm over here delivering it. I don't know how the word is speaking to you. And it very well may be hitting you right where it needs to be. It may be giving you everything you need, but because of my own insecurities, because of my own lack, I need that affirmation. I ain't by myself up in here. Because you need affirmation too. You want to know you look good? Come on, ladies. You look at your husband. How does it look? Come on, fellas. You want to know that it's all together? We suck our stomach in every time we take a picture. Come on, don't leave me out here by myself. Come on. Because we want that Mary wasn't concerned about that. She said this thing is going to go beyond generations and generations. His power, she understood his power. He does tremendous things with his power. God, you're doing this for me. You mean me, God. You're doing this for me. Yes, you. I'm doing this just for you. Because this is what you need, and I'll need you to know my faithfulness to you. I need you to know my faithfulness to you. Because, see, my faithfulness to you, prayerfully, it'll reciprocate your faithfulness to me. But no matter how unfaithful you are to me, that's not going to dictate my faithfulness to you. 
So I'm going to continue to do what I do because that's who I am. The question is, who are you? Who are you in the body of Christ? You love him? Uh, or do you like him? You're dedicated? Uh, or do you just do it just to be doing it? Where are you in the body? How sincere are you when it comes to the things of God? I have to ask myself that very same question. Because his power is great. His sovereignty. He humbles the proud and exalts the lowly. That's why I try to stay as low as I can. I don't want to get up. Lord, keep me down. Keep me humble, Jesus. Don't let me get beside myself. Don't let me lose sight of all that you've done for me. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Hold me every day of my life, Jesus. Don't let me fall by the wayside. Lord, don't let me lose myself in the accolades. Don't let the people get in my head and have me think that it's about me. Lord, keep me in that humble place. Please, Jesus, please don't leave me, Jesus. Please don't leave me now. Lord, don't let me get caught up in the accolades. Don't let me lose sight because of the applause. Please, Jesus, don't let me forget because of a name, because of a pedigree. Keep me, Jesus. Keep me, Jesus. Don't let me go, Jesus. Hold me close to you, Jesus. Because I realize that what you're doing in my life has a profound effect on somebody else's life. Jesus, hold me close. Because I recognize that it's not just about me. That God uses me to save me and at the same time he used me to save others. That's what the Sabbath school lesson taught us. It's not just about you. Mary understood that she saw God's greatness. She saw his holiness. She saw his mercy. She saw his power. She saw his faithfulness. For he has kept all of his promises to Israel. God said, I'm going to do this. The question is, family, what has God told you he was going to do in your life? I'm finishing up right here. What has God told you he was going to do in your life? What kind of appreciation do you have for God's abounding kindness to you? Are you indebted to heaven? How low is the conditions of which, in our case, God has mercifully looked? For what depth of error? He has raised us. He has brought us up. Many of us are living a life we know that's not how we should live. And I'm not talking about in a bad way. I'm talking about in a good way. Many of us are driving cars that we know, Lord, if it wasn't for you. Many of us are 
working jobs. Many folks are still looking for jobs. You were able to have a job all through the pandemic. You may have cried and boo-hoo because you was working from home, but you was working. Some folk was laid off and they still laid off. Some folk lives was shook, but God kept you through a whole pandemic. Didn't miss a beat. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I testify. I'm one of those. Didn't miss a beat. Praise God. Was able to still continue to just go online. We shifted to online. Folk was still giving. Folk was still faithful. And we talked about tithing offering earlier. And you know what? Even in the pandemic, lights never got cut off. Even though we weren't in here. Yeah, we turned them off and turned some stuff down so that the bills wouldn't pile up. But we were still required to make a payment every month. Even though we weren't here. Come on, somebody. Mortgage, it didn't stop. Your mortgage didn't stop. Stuff was still moving. God is good. We should make heaven our goal. We should make heaven our goal. Because Jesus said it best. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Heaven ought to be our goal. And the only way that we can do that We got to give God his praise. We got to give God his glory. We have to have a heart that is thankful. Today is the day. I don't know. I always like to give individuals an opportunity to give their life to the Lord. Never a long, drawn-out process. No one, anyone to feel uncomfortable because it's not an uncomfortable thing. But it is something that I believe that we ought to do every Sabbath to give individuals an opportunity to give their life to Christ. And if you're that such person, I invite you to meet me down in the front, have a word of prayer, and we can talk steps. We can talk shop, if you will. Because at the end of the day, he that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. Is there one? Is there one? Father God, you've seen what transpired in this sanctuary today.
And as always, Father, we give you praise, honor, and glory for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. Father, I pray that something was said here that would draw hearts closer to you. And if there was anything that was said, Father, that wasn't fitting for the kingdom of God, I pray you would blot it even now. That you would correct it in, the, in my heart. And that you would help us to be more like you. For we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can we put our hands together and worship God? Give the pastor another amen for a beautiful message. Every morning we should wake up with thankful hearts, realizing the grace of God and share that grace to others. Amen. We just want to remind you this Wednesday we won't be on our regular prayer line, but we'll be tuning in to the conference prayer line. Amen. I think this will be the last one of the year, so we want to make sure that everybody tunes in. Amen. And next Sabbath. Want to make, make sure you're here at 930. Sabbath school has been beautiful every Sabbath morning. Amen. Bring a friend. Amen. Let us stand for our benediction. Father God, we're truly grateful and thankful for your great sacrifice that you have given us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we will be your hands and your heart, Lord, to show that love to others, Lord, to lead others, Lord. To your saving grace. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace, both now and forevermore. And the church said together, Amen. 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 You may be seated Amen. as the deacons usher you out.